It's the Rock and Roll Whiskey Show, the show where we talk about a rock and roll album, then pair it with just the right whiskey. Now here's your host, Mark Donner. When Greta Van Fleet first appeared on the scene, like six, seven, eight years ago, not exactly sure at this point, they were kind of divisive. Some rock fans proclaimed, These guys are awesome. They sound like Led Zeppelin. While others said things like, These guys suck. They are ripping off Led Zeppelin. Either way, the comparison to Led Zeppelin was pretty much always there. And I was in the latter category when they first appeared on the scene. I was skeptical about this band. Their first singles, Highway Tune and Safari Song, while very well produced and catchy, just didn't really do anything to change my mind about that. They're Led Zeppelin songs, basically. But as more music came out from the band, I started to realize that there was more to the band than just a Led Zeppelin knockoff. Sure, they still sounded like Zeppelin in a lot of ways, and they still do on a surface level. But if you dig deeper, you hear a lot more. And as the band grew and matured, their albums started getting better and more complex. 2021's The Battle of Gardens Gate has those Zeppelin moments, but it also has a lot of other moments that I find truly magical. Light My Love from that album was my moment of revelation with Greta Van Fleet. This is an epic song that Sure has a little Robert Plant in it, but it's also got some Joe Cocker notes. It's got the band. It's epic. It's exciting. It's 1970s, but it feels fresh. It's inspirational. It's the kind of music that I like to listen to, frankly. Then there was The Weight of Dreams, which is a 1970s album rock closer that has some notes of Uriah Heep and Nazareth, maybe a little Jethro Tull in there, but closes with a epic Freebird style rock and roll outro to close out the song and the album. You might even call it a Stairway to Heaven style outro if you're still hung up on that Zeppelin comparison. Either way, pretty cool. And I love the battle at Garden's Gate. It's the album and the songs on it, which really made me a Greta Van Fleet fan. So while we're on that, let's talk about imitation. Sometimes artists come out that are truly original. You might put The Velvet Underground or David Bowie or Frank Zappa, Brian Eno into those categories. But even those artists drew inspiration from those that came before them. They just filtered it through their own creativity and point of view a lot more than others. But let's look at Led Zeppelin then, the band that Greta gets accused of ripping off. The Mighty Zeppelin has inspired more rock bands than perhaps any other musical artist, save for maybe the Beatles, I guess. I love them and I revere them. But it's well documented that they ripped off all kinds of musicians in some very blatant ways covering the songs of 20th century blues artists and folk singers without crediting them properly or at all, or at least until much later when they were made to. There's also the case of Stairway to Heaven, which was accused of being plagiarized from the song Taurus by the band Spirit. Now Led Zeppelin won that copyright dispute, but the similarities between the songs are certainly there. I'm not interested in relitigating that. It's been covered widely. All I want to say about that is, Who cares if a talented group of young men from Michigan in the late 2010s and early 2020s sound a little bit like Led Zeppelin? In fact, I'd go so far as to say that Greta Van Fleet has taken inspiration from Led Zeppelin in a far less egregious way than Zeppelin drew inspiration from their predecessors. The human mind recognizes patterns and familiarity. That's why most pop songs of right now sound alike. And when some song comes out that doesn't fit that mold, It really stands out. But that likeness is familiar. It tastes good, for lack of a better term. It goes down easy. People like it. And that's why it gets done. 
Greta Van Fleet is not that. They're more substantial than that. They've got interesting, well-crafted songs that draw upon inspiration from, of course, Led Zeppelin, but other classic rock and roll acts from jazz, from blues. If you listen to their music with a critical ear in the same way you might taste a nice whiskey, for example, you'll hear a great deal more than just a Led Zeppelin knockoff. These guys can write music. They can play. They can perform. They can sing. They know how to tell great stories and paint vivid imagery through the music they make. That's what we want, isn't it? So I was excited to bring that all to the 2023 release, Starcatcher. And that's really what I got, by and large. I don't love the album as much as Battle of Gardens Gate, but it's a good, solid record. Greta Van Fleet has delivered a really strong album full of bluesy, hook-laden rock and roll songs that are fun, engaging, and endlessly listenable. There's nothing quite so epic as can be found on Battle of Gardens Gate, but it's still a good, fun listen. The Zeppelin notes are there, of course, are always going to be with that vocal. But diving deeper, you get more than that. I think you start to get the makings of what the Greta Van Fleet sound is. And since we are a whiskey show that talks about rock and roll, or a rock and roll show that talks about whiskey, however you want to look at it, you might compare their music to how a master distiller might take all of the familiar elements that go into their distillery's whiskey, the taste and the, the nose, and everything that they built their brand around. They might try different varieties, adding their whiskey to barrels with different levels of char, trying different filtration techniques, or finishing them in other casks, sherry casks, pork casks, beer casks. They might even change up the mash bill just a little bit, but the core of what makes that whiskey brand distinct, it still remains. And I think that's what we're seeing with Starcatcher. It's an evolution of what has come before. It's not the most exciting one. I still think their third album, Battle at Gardens Gate, that's the one for me. But it's a good album that has a distinct flavor profile, for lack of a better term, that Greta's really become known for. Maybe it's been aged a little longer, finished in a slightly different way, to use the whiskey metaphors. But all of those elements that make Greta Van Fleet, Greta Van Fleet, exist in this record. As a reference and a pairing for today's record, I'm thinking about the category known as the American Single Malt Whiskey. Specifically, I'm considering Stranahan's American Single Malt Whiskey from Denver, Colorado. If you happen to have a good local distillery that produces a single malt, feel free to substitute that one. While its heart is reminiscent of scotch, American single malts are undeniably American. And I don't mean that in a patriotic sense. I mean that in a traditional whiskey-making sense. For the most part, resembles more of what American distilleries do than their counterparts overseas. But for Stranahan's, the Colorado Rocky Mountain spring water and the distinct climate of Denver infuses the whiskey with unique flavors differentiates it from its Scottish counterparts. Beyond just Scotch influence, there are hints of bourbon character in Stranahan's, owing to the use of new number three char oak barrels, which imparts that rich caramel and vanilla notes that you get in like a bourbon. But the flavors create a profile that's both recognizable and novel. Additionally, it's mash bill, which includes barley and other grains, also found in bourbons in small percentages, connects it to American whiskey traditions. For Greta Van Fleet, though they're inspiration might be global rock legends like Led Zeppelin and others. Their musical nuances, production styles, and lyrical themes often reflect contemporary sensibilities. While rock might be their dominant genre, their songs are peppered with elements of jazz, blues, folk, and even a dash of soul at times. This genre blending creates a vibrant soundscape that's both homage and innovation. Their music engages listeners, giving them a fresh new take 
while bringing them back to the golden era of rock and roll. The band's riffs, the vocal techniques of singer Josh Kiska, and the songwriting connect their music to rock and roll's storied past. And while comparisons to Led Zeppelin are frequent, you can't deny the band's distinct voice. They're not just emulating, they're creating, ensuring they're recognized for their own contributions for rock. That's so much like an American single malt like Stranahan's. Even with all its nods to tradition, the whiskey stands as a unique expression. It's a celebration of both the age-old craft of whiskey making, coupled with the distinct local flavor and influence of Colorado, in this case. The result is something that tastes new and exciting, but feels old and familiar. Before I go today, I should note that I have no association with Greta Van Fleet or with Stranahan's. I just talk about the stuff I like here. So get yourself a bottle of Stranahan's American Single Malt Whiskey, or if you've got a local favorite, have a pour of that instead. American Single Malt Whiskeys are a vibrant, fairly new category of whiskey that are really catching on at local craft distilleries around the country. So find one and enjoy it while you listen to Starcatcher by Greta Van Fleet. Now, a couple changes from the last couple of episodes. I decided that I'm not going to give the albums I listen to a rating anymore, because what does it mean, really? What do you care? So I only intend to talk about stuff I like here. So if I'm talking about it, you can safely assume I like it. I'm not reviewing whiskey. I'm not reviewing records. Just talking about stuff that I enjoy. And everybody's tastes are different. So have a listen. Have a pour of whatever whiskey we're talking about. Tell me what you think. Maybe you don't like it. Let me know. My favorite tracks from the record are the opener, Fate of the Fateful, the ethereal at times, but heavy rocking tune, The Archer, it's like two thirds of the way through the record, and the inspired closer, Farewell for Now. So I'll say farewell for now to you, and we'll see you next time on the Rock and Roll Whiskey Show. Another episode of the Rock and Roll Whiskey Show will be here soon. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also get the newsletter by subscribing for free on Substack. You can also follow Mark on social media like Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Oh, and also threads. Isn't that exciting? Thought so. Do it all at rockandrollreclaimed.com. The Rock and Roll Whiskey Show is a production of Rock and Roll Reclaimed. See you next time.